Zarfall Brightwind and your Darkenax make their way down the tunnel, deeper and deeper into the earth. Even though they're going deeper and deeper into the earth, the air around them is becoming warmer and warmer. As they're walking, Zarfall turns to Yor and says, Friend Yora, this heat, I find myself concerned. Is this normally the temperature of these tunnels down here? Yor shakes his head and says, Unfortunately, there's our fall. It usually gets cooler as we go deeper and deeper. I'd hazard a guess that that lava flow may be filling up. and We might need to hurry, unless we want to find ourselves swimming in the lifeblood of Mount Baram. I was afraid you were going to say that. Let us hurry on, then. The two of them continue descending deeper and deeper, until they reach a point where the tunnel opens up into another large cavern. And this cavern is the largest that Zarfall has seen since he has entered Mount Baram. He can't even see the far end of the wall because the darkness consumes everything. But he knows from the sounds of water dripping, the sounds of critters scurrying around, and their own footsteps, that this cavern is massive. He turns to Yorer and says, This vault! Where is it? Yorer points off in the distance and says, It's a bit of a walk that way. Might as well get started. And the two of them set off through the vast cavern, wending their way through the stony paths and jutting stalagmites. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures, the solo actual play podcast where stories are told at the speed of dice. With me, Steve Morrison, your game master and solo player. Now come on, let's grab the dice and see where our story goes. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures as we continue our Tales of the Burned Stones miniseries. Last time, Zarfall descends down the stairs to the main cavern floor and begins exploring the Dwarven Hall. It looks like something detonated down here, and there are no signs of life. The magma flow continues, filling up the basin of stone formed by the heat and threatening to overflow and spread throughout the rest of the cavern. He finds tracks leading down a tunnel that descends deeper into the earth, and despite his concern, he follows the tunnel deeper beneath the mountain. The tunnel branches after a short time, and the tracks go left. He's about to follow when he hears a groan from the right. Investigating, he finds an injured dwarf who introduces himself as your Darkenax. Zarfall offers aid and learns that the mages are heading deeper into the mountain toward the vaults. Zarfall leaves Yor to rest and continues down the tunnel at the dwarf's behest to find aid in one of the dormitories. But he discovers that the cataclysm has come there as well, and the dwarves who survived are too busy trying to save others. Zarfall returns to Yor, and the dwarf decides to accompany him to the vaults. 
to protect their arcane contents from the mages. As we start this episode, Zarfall and Yorur are making their way down that left tunnel deeper into the earth following the mages' tracks. But before we get to the actual story, we are ready to advance Zarfall again. Has he managed to fulfill his dream of glory, which was to find evidence of the mages passing and follow them? So he is firmly on their track now. So we can go ahead and clear out that dream of glory, and then we can roll a d20 on the advancements. A 14. He gains another resilience. Man, I keep hoping that I'm going to get one of the uh, new abilities or stepping up a weapon, but I guess having more health doesn't hurt. He's going to have a new dream of glory, which is to find the mages and discover what caused the cataclysm. Now, because he is also journeying with your Darkenax, I've gone ahead and created your as a character. And I've used the Dwarven Heritage, obviously, and the Guardian background. He is muscular and athletic with black hair. He is carrying a brooch with his family symbol on it. His virtue is that he is ambitious. His flaw is that he's condescending. And his background is that he's noble and his motivation is creativity. And I'm, I'm picturing that as like, that's why he decided to go with Zarfall to uh, try and figure out what was going on with these mages because he is trying to defend the creativity of his people. So he has a strength of a d6, a dexterity of a d4, and a willpower of a d8. He's carrying a d6 battle axe that is a lasting item, and he is wearing a breastplate, which I have marked as a d8. He has one ability, which uh, we'll get to as we get into play, and then he unfortunately only has three resilience because I rolled a one on my 1d4 plus two. I originally was going to re-roll to try and give him more resilience because it didn't seem fitting to me that uh, you know a dwarf of his hardy nature would be starting off at such a low resilience. But then I was thinking about it, and in the fiction... He is injured after engaging in combat with this creature, and because he hasn't really had time to rest, he hasn't really had time to recover, and maybe there are going to be lasting consequences to that, it seemed to me that it actually made sense for him to have a lower resilience than I initially conceived for him. Hopefully that uh, three resilience isn't going to get him into trouble real quick. So his dream of glory is to find the mages and take vengeance for what they've done to the Dwarven Kingdom. As we start this adventure, Zarfall and Yorur are making their way through this vast open cavern. And Yorur is in the lead as he is guiding Zarfall towards the vaults. As they're walking, we should roll on the Risk Oracle to determine how uh, dangerous the situation is going to be for them. Now, they are pretty close to these vaults, and as I alluded to in that opening, 
it's getting hotter and hotter in here. And so either the lava is beginning to flow out of that basin and maybe descending down the tunnel after them, or there's another vein of that magma that is going to break through into this cavern. And so I think I'm just going to go ahead and push the descriptor for this oracle roll to chaotic, which means we roll a d4. Here we go. A one. Situation is very risky. Make a perilous check. So a perilous check is when uh, there are harsher complications, such as you lose control of the scene, something, there's a twist that you don't expect that comes, you get badly hurt, you take more hits, you are pushed to your limits, you step down more dice. So I think I know exactly what this twist is going to be on the situation. So let's dip in and see where they are. Yorer Darkenax is in the lead, guiding Zarfall through this massive cavern. As they walk, there are several branching paths that lead off from this main stone thoroughfare. And it is a stone thoroughfare. Of course, all of the ground around them is stone, but this path looks as though it has been hewn from the rock and made smooth. And there are even symbols from the dwarven language etched into the stones on the sides of the path. And there are a few places where they find these branching paths. Zarfall, as he sees them go past, says, Yora. What do these other paths lead to? These other paths lead to lesser vaults and other working spaces. You see, my people are proud and ancient and powerful. We've been mining ore out of these mountains for as many generations as the history of this world. And with every generation, we've gotten better at it. We've gotten better at turning that ore into vessels and tools and all sorts of wonders that I'm sure even you couldn't imagine. So we've built ourselves some nice vaults down here to keep varying degrees of tools. After all, a dwarven horde is more about the efficiency of what we can do than it is about any material wealth. I see. And so these lesser vaults, they contain lesser wonders? That's right. The one that we're going to is the Great Vault. It's where all the finest pieces that come out of the Great Forgen go. Yes, this is not the first time you've mentioned the Great Forging. Forgive me, but I i know a little of your culture, but not enough to consider myself well-learned. The great forging, it is different than regular forging. <laughs> you could say that. Once a month, when the stones turn and when the mountain sings, we gather together, the best smiths among us. 
put forth our best works. It's a sacred ritual that it's an honor to be welcomed at. I see. And this is what was happening when the lava came through. Yor is silent for a moment. And then he says, Yeah, that's right. And you survived when others didn't. Yor stops and turns to look at Zarfall and says, You got something to say? I'm simply making observations. I apologize if I have offended. It was not my intention. Yor stands like stone for a moment and then his shoulders droop a little bit and he says, Ah, you meant no harm. I understand. I was not invited to the Great Fortune. I was guarding the Highland Gate. My other brother was there with my father and mother. They're dead now. I was so jealous of him that he got to be there forging with our parents. And I was just on guard duty. (laughs) And now I realize that if our places had been reversed, he'd be standing here with you right now. And I'd be Ash. Zarfall steps forward and rests a hand on your shoulder and says, I am sorry for your loss. It is no easy thing to survive a cataclysmic event and wonder whether or not others might have been more worthy of surviving. But we must focus on the fact that we are here now and we have work to do. Yeah, I suppose. Let's keep going. The vault is not far from here. And he turns back to continue on the path, but he doesn't. He stands stock still. And Zarfal says, Is there a problem? Yorer lifts his battle axe and says, There's a problem, all right. We're not alone in here. Yes, the mages. Are they close? Ain't mages shuffling around in the darkness. Prepare yourself, friend. We're about to have company. And as if on cue, out of the darkness comes a... Followed by more... And they are set upon by a handful of shadowy creatures moving in the darkness. And we are going to begin a challenge. And this is going to be a risky challenge, which means they need to get five successes in order to pass the challenge. These shadowy creatures come charging out of the darkness. For a moment, Zarfall sees what looks like embers glowing in the dark. And then there is this flowing shadow around those embers that emerges into the firelight at a ridiculous speed. 
and he barely has a chance to draw his rapier from his sheath before a creature is upon him, claws slashing and and writhing. Zarfall is going to attempt to overcome this situation by using his armor. He is drawing his sword, he's defending himself in such a way, and he's relying on his armor to keep him safe. His armor is at a D6, so we are going to roll that D6 and I think he is actually in a bad position here because they have ambushed the two of them in this dark cavern. So in a bad position, we're going to roll twice and take the lowest. So I've got two D6 here. I'm going to roll them both. Oh, terrible. I got a four and a one. A one to two is you fail or succeed with a major complication. So first of all, we're going to step our leather armor down to a D4. So he's drawing out his sword. He's trying to defend himself. And these small creatures just tear through his armor. And they're biting into his skin. And I'm going to roll a D4 and subtract one. That's a two. So he's going to take one hit to his resilience as he gets carved up a little bit by one of these creatures. And he grunts and grimaces as the claws cut through him. Yorer, as a guardian, is going to say, Zarfal, look out! And then he swings his axe with as much strength as he can muster. And uh, he is going to roll a d6 for this as he strikes out at them, also rolls a one. So he slams into what should be this creature's body, but it seems to be made mostly of shadow. And the the axe cuts through that shadow. And here I'm actually going to give myself a success, but a major complication. Because Yorer has a spell blessed axe it hurts this creature but because the creature is mostly made of shadow your misjudges his swing and so it cuts through the shadow faster than he expected there's not an impact really and so his swing carries through and he embeds the axe into a stalagmite And it's jammed in there. And so he is going to have to try and recover that before he can use that axe again in this fight. So the creatures are swirling around them, claws out, and Zarfal is going to draw out his rapier. He is going to line up a strike and he's going to try and lunge for one of the creatures as it soars past him. He is going to use his d6 rapier and Yorer is going to enact his ability. So he's going to step down his breastplate from a d8 to a d6 and activate Tactician. When a team member is making a check, you may give them tactical advice and give them an excellent position. Yorer slams his axe into the stalagmite, 
releases it and is trying to pull it free. As he does so, he's watching these creatures circle around them. And he calls out and says, Zarfall, the one in the middle, it's going to come for you next. And it gives Zarfall the opportunity to line up a strike against that creature. So we're going to roll 2d6 and take the higher. Well, I got a one and a four, so I will take the four, which is a success, but there is a minor complication. So we are sitting at two out of five successes so far. Why don't we roll on the complications table? And I'm just going to roll on the mechanical-based complications this time. A seven. You lose coins. That doesn't feel like it's really a complication in this situation. So uh, I think that instead I'm going to go up a number and say you lose an item. Now, I don't want that to be his rapier because that's his uh, his weapon here. So I'm going to say that he is going to temporarily lose his short bow. He lunges forward and stabs the creature. And now his rapier is not a spell blast, but there is still something tangible there that he can strike. And so it still pierces this creature and it goes... <laughs> And as he withdraws from his lunge, he feels a breath of shadow on his, on the back of his neck and his short bow gets torn off and like the quiver and everything go tumbling away. It saves him from being hurt, but he hears it clatter off into the darkness. Hopefully he's going to have time to recover that. He turns and sees that Yorer is kind of struggling with the axe and he's going to make his way over to the dwarf as they are continuing to be circled by these creatures and he's going to say Yora, pull that thing free and put it to work and that's exactly what Yorer is going to do he's going to roll on his strength I should make sure to mark down my rapiers at a d4 now for Zarfall So Yor is going to use his strength. I think he's just in a fair position here as he does have Zarfall to kind of watch his back as he's pulling it free. And I rolled a six, which means that is a complete success. Uh, Greatly succeed, higher the result, the better. So he yanks it free from this stalagmite and he is going to turn unleash a dwarven battle cry and is going to attack with his battle axe once again which is at a d4 a two on the dice you fail or succeed with a major complication it is another success but this is a major complication so i'm going to roll again a 1d4 minus one for the number of hits that he takes while he strikes down another of these creatures with his battle axe. Of course, I rolled a four, minus one is three, and he only has three resilience. So his current resilience is down to zero. Once it reaches zero, that renders you vulnerable to being taken out. What does that mean, you might ask? When vulnerable, failing a dangerous action could mean being taken out or even sudden death. 
So Yor wrenches his axe free from where it was stuck in the stone. And he steps forward, swinging it about and striking. And again, another of those creatures goes and dissipates into shadow and ash. But as he does that, one of the others latches onto his back and grips a hold of his head and turns it to the side and bites into his neck. And he's like, ah, as it is chewing away and there's blood spurting out of his neck and he, he drops to a knee and Zarfal sees this and is going to drive forward with his rapier and try to fend this creature off of his dwarven companion. Rolling a d4, it's another two. Cannot roll very well to save my life, or yours life as it were. But again, I'm going to say that this is going to be a success with a major complication. So that is going to finish this challenge, but there has to be a major complication here. Yorer is struggling with this creature on his back and Zarfal is trying to strike the creature down. I think I have a question to ask the question oracle and I'm going to say it's very unlikely, but my dice rolls have um, not been going great so far. Does Zarfal hurt Yorer in the process of trying to cut this creature off of him? I think it's very unlikely, so I'm going to roll a d4. Let's find out how bad this is going to be. A one. No and. So no, he doesn't skewer your in the process of cutting him off. And he kills this creature and sends it back to wherever it came from. So it's going to dissipate into ash and dust as he does so. But there still has to be a major complication here. All we know right now is that the major complication is not that Zarfal accidentally kills Yor. So, you know, we're, we're ahead anyways. The major complication here is the creature bit a chunk out of Yor's neck. And so he is down and bleeding and gushing. And so Zarfal is going to have to try and help him again in order to keep him from, at the minimum, passing out and being unconscious for the next little while. Zarfal stabs forward with his rapier and strikes down this creature. It, it screeches once again in ash and dust. Almost immediately, Yorer slumps forward, kind of grasping at his neck where a chunk of his flesh has been torn out. Zarfal is going to crouch down next to him and is going to see this, this injury and it's, it, blood is gushing out. Yours like <gasps> struggling to stem the tide of blood rushing from his veins and Zarfal has used up a lot of the, the healing ointments and things that he has, but he has an idea. And he reaches down into his pack and he pulls out a small vial that seems to have an inferno in it. 
and he looks down at the the blood that's gushing out. He looks at Yora and he says, Friend Yora, this may be a bit drastic, but I think it will... I hope it will save your life. Here, bite onto this. And he pulls up a leather strap uh, from Yora's bracer and forces him to clench his teeth down on it. And then very carefully, he's going to open the stopper and try to just pour out a little bit of what's inside of this vial in the hopes that he can cauterize the wound. So we're going to roll a d6 on this because it is a d6 item. A three on the dice. Got to step down from a d6 to a d4. And we've got success, but there is a minor complication. A small amount of this fiery red liquid pours out of the vial and splashes on yours neck. And immediately there is a sizzle of flesh. And you're sitting there is like... Zarfal is trying to keep him as quiet as possible, but what can you do when you're cauterizing a wound uh, in the middle of a giant cavern? And so that noise echoes out and around. The minor complication here is that if the mages are still in this cavern, there is no way that they don't know that something is going on back here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. And we're also going to give your a minor hindrance, uh, which is going to be burned. And hindrances are uh, negative details which can affect your position when making a check. When an action results in a complication, uh, you may have to take a hindrance. To remove a minor hindrance, you need to rest. Major hindrances take many rests to clear or may disappear when they become irrelevant. So he has a minor hindrance of burned, and he is laying there after a moment, kind of, <sighs> and just panting. His flesh is on fire. Uh, Zarfal helpfully, you know, puts it out, and the dwarf is looking pretty worse for wear, but he looks up at Zarfal and says, I always said that we dwarves are bathed in fire. Didn't quite ever mean it to be literal, but I appreciate your quick thinking. I'm just glad that worked. I'm afraid you're badly injured. Maybe you should think about staying here and resting. Yor kind of shakes his head and grimaces and says, No way, friend. If they're still here, they would have heard that, which means they know there's something coming for them. More than that, they left those creatures to ambush anybody who might follow behind them, so I imagine they're looking to get out of here pretty quick. We gotta keep going. Help me up. Zarfal reaches down and helps the dwarf back to his feet and takes a moment to look for his bow and quiver and recover those and i think we are also going to take a moment to loot um maybe there's just a brief moment as they're looking around and we're going to roll a die for each of them so zarfall has a d10 your has a d12 10 get a d10 depletable item 
Well, I know exactly what that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a demon claw at D10. Yor gets a six on the D12, so that is a D6 item. What kind of D6 item might he find? So he was looking for dwarven drink before, which is a kind of curative and a restorative. Is it possible that there might be some sort of cash here of various dwarven items? I mean, they are in kind of the the vault district of the Dwarven Kingdom. So maybe there is something close by that he sees that he can be like, I'm going to go recover that. So I think it's unlikely. I'm going to ask the question oracle, so I'll roll a d6. Uh, Four is a yes, but. So yes, there is, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get to. So we're going to say he's got a d6 item of Dwarven Drink. And I think he's going to roll, I'm going to roll using that. Uh, This is maybe not 100% to the rules, but uh, he is going to drink some of it immediately to try and restore some of his vitality. So we'll roll a d6. Wow, I rolled a six on there. So I think that's actually going to bring him back up to his full resilience of three. I know we got to hurry, but uh, there's a couple little caches along the way. And if we find one, uh, there might be some items of use for us. And so he's going to cut down one of those side paths. Uh, Maybe he looks at some of the symbols and says, yeah, this should be the right one. And they go down for maybe five, ten minutes. He stops. There's a small pillar with uh, a series of symbols on it. And he kind of like reaches in a hand to it, says something in the Dwarven language, which Zarfal doesn't quite catch, and then pulls his hand back out. And there is a large bottle in his hand and he pops it open and takes a big old slug from it. And Zarfal standing there watching is amazed that the skin on his neck suddenly looks less red and angry and where he bound the dwarf's wounds on his side seems to be a little bit better it doesn't seem as though there is blood still seeping into the bandages and your wipes his mouth and says yeah now that's better you want some i think i will hold off for now i would it even work on me Well, that's a mighty interesting question, and I don't know, but I guess if you're not too bad off, maybe we'll we'll find out uh, later if we have to. Yes, I think we should continue. And so the two of them are going to return to the main path, and they're going to continue hurrying their way through this wide open cavern. They're getting closer and closer to the center of this massive cavern as as best that Zarfal can tell. And the closer they get to that center, they begin to hear voices chanting in the distance. There are a number of voices, at least 10, all chanting together. And as Zarfal and Yorur can start to hear this chanting they slow down a little bit 
look at each other and continue forward carefully until they reach a point where the road begins to dip down. Zarfall murmurs to Yor and says, I can't help but notice that your kingdom, all roads lead down, it seems. Aren't you worried about the magma filling this place and burying it? Not really, Zarfall. You see, the deeper we are in the earth, the safer we are, and the closer to the core of this world. At least that's what we always thought. Can't say that I don't wonder if maybe we will all be buried in magma before this is all out. But if so, at least we'll be buried with our treasures. Yes, that's encouraging. It looks as though this leads down to the vault, I assume. Yep, whatever those mages are doing down there. We gotta get down there and stop them. I agree. Let's go. The two of them start making their way, continuing down this road, until this large pyramid shape comes into view. There's a small landing at the bottom of this basin, and around this pyramid are close to a dozen figures in robes, hoods pulled up over their heads, and they are chanting at this pyramid. Yor lets out a grunt and says, that's the vault. I assumed. Have they opened it yet? <laughs> nope. Dwarven craft is better than any mage's spell. No sooner has your Darkenax finished saying that, when the chanting comes to a halt, and there is the sound of splitting stone as that pyramid cracks open, and there's a bright flash of light. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures, and thanks so much to Tabletop Audio for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word, and if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, I'm at errantsolopod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.